Hello. It's, this is it's Jeff from Inside the Bird, and we got Anthony and Peyton on today once again. Uh, what's up? So uh, we'll be kind of talking about uh, the roster, what we're going to be expecting, I guess, uh, all the hype that's going into the next week or so, week and a half. What is it? Ten more days left. Yeah. To opening day. But doing good. I'm doing fine. I think uh, (laughs) hopefully today we can kind of like run down our rosters and like talk about the competition too. I think we got an exciting week and a half coming up. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, There are some people I'm expecting to surprise us out of the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, one second, Anthony. Can you like turn up your mic a little bit? Or bring it. Um, let me let me try to open. This okay. Up. So while Anthony does that, we're gonna go ahead and like talk about the first question, the first thing on our minds here. And um, can you guys hear me better? Yeah. 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 All right. Some questions. Um, or do you guys just wanna? We'll go with the rosters. We'll do that after. Okay. All right. Um, first questions. Um, what do you guys think is just an overall most pressing roster question for, like, just the one thing that you got really on your mind? Uh, just a basic thing right now. Uh, I, I can start. First. Okay. Or, uh, start. The most pressing question, I think, for everyone is uh, Dylan Carlson. How they're gonna handle that? I I don't think he's gonna be up. I I think business wise they should keep him out for a week and see what they have in Lane Thomas in O'Neill because I think they need to prove something anyways. But that's probably the most pressing question. Yeah, I I would have to agree. I, I think overall the most pressing question is like what the outfield will look like and will there be enough offense with the outfield. Like, I, I can just see what's going to happen. They're going to have Fowler and right, Bader and center, and O'Neal left. And we're just not going to get enough of Dylan Carlson this season. But um, I, I think they have the potential to be a pretty good outfield. But at the end of the day, you got to play Carlson and Thomas. Those are your two best outfielders. Uh, I think it's that year of control worth losing. Yeah. I, I agree. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a weird issue because Carlson is – will be your best offensive player. And the fact that, like, it's smarter to just keep him down. But how much will that affect? And and when he does come up, will he play? I think is a big question. True. I, I have a copy pasta saved for all of them. I need to. But I'm not using that. Okay. Um. So we were talking about the outfield a little bit. Who do you guys think uh, should be on the roster in the outfield? And then let's just go. We kind of talked about starting in the outfield. But uh, let's just go with who should be playing every day. We already talked a little bit about that and who should be on the roster in the outfield. Uh, to, start out, to start out with or whole yeah, season? Yeah, just to start with. Um, right now? And then kind of let's go into playoffs too. Yeah. Like who should... First two like weeks, I would say Bader, Fowler, O'Neill, Thomas, Edmund's going to be in the outfield some. And maybe Austin Dean. 
that's that's the first week and a half or two. <coughs> I am. We're gonna see what Bader has to uh, play offensively. I don't think he's gonna be as bad as he was last year. It's gonna be somewhere in between 2018 and 19. If he's a slightly below average hitter, that's very valuable with his defense. Lane Thomas, from what he showed us last year, has elite potential. Um, great defender. We can put him in center if we don't like Bader. And then O'Neill needs consistent playing time to actually prove himself. Can't give him like spot bats because that's just not the way he works. And Fowler, just a contract. It's annoying, but yeah, something we're gonna have to deal with. What do you what do, what would you say like your outfield for? NLDS game one. Uh, Ooh, depends on what. <laughs> no, uh, division. Um, it depends with Bader. Bader doesn't perform if he's like a really below average bat, like Albert Amora last year, past <laughs> two years actually. Uh, Thomas in center, O'Neill in right. No, O'Neill in left. And Carlson are right. Yeah, when, when I'm looking at this team coming into it, we just know it's going to be Fowler and Ryan Bader and Center, O'Neill and left. I think really, like, I think the Cardinals are pretty set on having O'Neill and left just because you lose a bat like Marcelo Zuna. I know, I know we kind of overhype his bat a little bit, but still, you need someone in there that has power potential. I think O'Neill can basically do the same things as Ozuna, probably better defender, probably more power, but I think I think you just have to have him in left field. You gotta give him plate appearances like like Peyton said. I'm very interested in to see how long they have Carlson uh, wait out for Carlson. Because if they if they put Austin Dean on the team before Dylan Carlson, I'm gonna be so mad. And I know mm-hmm. like I, I get it, I get it, but it's just so frustrating because Austin Dean has not proven anything, I don't think. And we just from, need, we need Dylan Carlson's bat. So like, from a fan, go ahead. I just feel like from a fan's perspective, like we need to see Dylan Carlson. We've been waiting yeah, for from, this guy. We've heard a lot of hype with him the last year. Prove it. Show it to us. Give it to the fans. From from a fan fan perspective, I would agree. It would be frustrating, but like in five years, when we have to deal with him as a free agent, do I want to deal with that? Six yeah, or five no. years. So, so well, I got, we got to play it for now. No, no, no. It's five. 60 games. It's... Yeah, I mean, still, you got to compete every year, even though it's 60 games. But I want to I want to see what Lane Thomas and Tyler O'Neill can do. I I, I do I truly I think... do like that idea, though, with giving – that truly... really that, that week and a half really gets Lane Thomas some more exposure. I truly think Lane Thomas has some elite potential. All right, um, let's move into the infield. Uh, which infielders should be on the roster opening day and playing every day and into the playoffs? Let's go uh, Peyton first. Um, let's see. Goldschmidt at first, pretty obvious. Um, He's the best bet. Yeah, he is going to bounce back. Wong at second. Um, Deion at short, of course. Gonna bounce back, or gonna have a much better year offensively. 
and Edmund at third when he's not playing in right field, where you can have Carpenter at third. Both works. But who's your who's your backup infielder then? Uh, Brad Miller. Brad Miller. Brad Miller's very underrated, by the way. I'm like, I for some him, reason, what did you say? Uh, I'd I'd compare him to like maybe, kind of like a if you guys know Lou Williams, a little bit more trash, but he goes around a lot of teams. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe Lou Williams six, is a little bit better. Yeah, he's way better. Brad um, Miller's kind of good. Brad Brad Miller's got maybe like problems. a Jr. Smith. Maybe three ninety seven like, yeah. Truoba. Three ninety seven Truoba. He's he's good. Like. I think, no, Jed Jerko. No. I'm okay with Jed Jerko now on the team, though. Um, yeah. When I'm looking at the starting infield, it's going to be Goldie Wong, DeYoung, and then Edmund. Carpenter's your DH. I think it feels like it's kind of set in stone right now. Like, Carpenter will be your DH, and he'll be, like, playing playing some games at third, some games at first, and the others at DH. But I, I would really like to see Goldschmidt get some time off from playing first base. And focus on batting a little bit more. I know he's had a little bit of a nagging injury. So I think it's important to make sure for his longevity of his career, give him some DH plate appearances. I think that'd be very smart. And then personally, I, I for some reason, I just get this in the back of my head. I just feel like Miller's going to be hurt this year. It feels like he's been dealing with some stuff recently. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume uh, Sosa will be on the opening day roster. Oh, wait. Did I, did I forget Ravello? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Ravello too. Ravello uh, above Sosa, and he—I think Ravello will get some DH time. He would, and if Goldschmidt plays DH for like uh, breaks, yeah. Ravello would be at first for like ten games, maybe yeah. at most. But I, I remember Ravello I like has control. I like his bat. If Ravello can fix his launch angle and that hit grounders, it'd be very good. Yeah, he's got some pop. I think he had the longest home run on the team this year. It's like 492 feet. Yeah. 492 feet, something like that. That's, that's in Big Mac land, folks. <laughs> it's, Big Mac land. it's coarse. All right. Um, and then let's get into the starting pitcher. What's your starting five? And who should be – who do you think is going to be the starting five? And who – like who uh, – Schilt's going to put in starting five, and who do you think is actually should be in starting five? Um, I think Schilt's going to put out Flaherty, Michaelis, Martinez, Hudson, Wainwright. Who I think should be put out? Uh, Flaherty, Michaelis, Martinez, Kim. Who am I forgetting? Oh, Wainwright. Yeah, I got, I, I got the same same exact thing. I feel like Ponce still has a chance to make this rotation. I, I, I don't I, – I, from it feels like Hudson – Hudson. I know he had a fine year like on basic stats last year, but it was too much of a liability for me in a 60-game season to give him a lot of innings. I, I would really like Ponce to be like almost like a piggyback for some, for some of these starters too. And I think Ponce and Kim – be your piggybacks. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with that, especially with Martinez not being a starter the last couple of years. You really got to think like four or five innings a start for Martinez and four or five innings for Hudson and four or five innings for Wayne Randy. Yeah. What would you guys like 
compare Kim to? Like, what do you think he should be like this year? A star, like you said, a starter. Um, you think he's like a third or a fourth, or where do you think you see him? Third. Yeah, I I, I see him as third too. Kind of, it kind of reminds me how the Astros use Colin McHugh is how I want them to use Kim. Okay. Wait. All right. Let's and then let's go to or you got anything to say, Pete? Huh? No. Go on. Go on. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, what do you think the bullpen should look like? Uh, who should be the closer, and uh, who should be on the roster this year? Currently, I have. Gallegos in my spreadsheet. I it's kind of sad what's we don't know the situation with him right now, yeah. but I I don't want to put a set like rolling closer because it's a waste of a position. It's like your best reliever, but like the most high leverage reliever would be Gallegos. Um, Fernandez, I think, can be good there. Uh, Junior Fernandez. Um, close in the bullpen. Uh, Cecil no, maybe will be in the no. bullpen. I- I'm trying to think. I'm trying to count how many are the roster. Hosley, Gant, Diego's, Fernandez, Webb, Ponce, Miller. <laughs> no, I don't like Miller and Cecil. Um, Cecil signed that big. He's. He's off next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't think they have to put him on the roster. They don't have to pay him next year. Um yeah. who else? I, I think that's all. Um looking and at now my I have, yeah. I have fourteen pitchers. No, fifteen. Really? Yeah. I think I have uh, Aviado. Or Whitley. I'm undecided on the two. I'm asking the group chat for that. <laughs> um, when I'm looking at my bullpen, um, I guess we can assume Gallegos actually probably won't start the year, but I feel like at some point he, he could return. But without Gallegos, I'm going to go Helsley, Gant, Miller, Ponce, Webb, Kim, Gomber, Oviedo, Reyes, and uh, wh- how, depending on how Cabrera, the last spot for me is between Cabrera and Fernandez. Um, if Cabrera's fully healthy from COVID, I feel like he deserves the spot over Fernandez. Uh, I think the Cardinals like him better than Fernandez too. So I think he would get the spot. I do Fernandez have a spot, but once Cabrera comes back, he has a spot. I did mine yeah. based off of what's occurred the past week. Reyes is with his arm problems. I can't see him ramping back up as quickly. Yeah, Gallegos maybe they're gonna force it anyways with him. And with the loss of Jordan Hicks, yeah, I had to take him off my list. Sad. Yeah. I think it's the uh, best decision though for him to sit out this season. Yeah, I'm not really disappointed. Is. Anyone who's saying otherwise can just not listen. I I don't like them, <laughs> but. Excuse my language, but fuck off. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Stop being selfish. But yeah. the bullpen's still good. I think we kind of overreacted this afternoon. Yeah. I'm I, I still have high hopes. I 
I think Ponce de Leon will honestly be your third most valuable pitcher this year. He, there's something oh. about me that tells me he's going to have a huge season. He's going to be so important in this club. Based on his baseball savant page, I could agree, but I don't know. I don't know. I got big Maybe. hopes for Ponce. Maybe. Possible. Next question, Anthony. Hello? Hello? Yeah. All right. So, Joe. Your, mic, your mic's kind of being weird. Echo. I think the question is, um, how will expanded rosters affect the Cardinals? You want to go, Peyton? Uh, sure. Um, I think that would help with their outfield situation, getting them at bats. Um, with their pitching, I think they have more young pitchers who can contribute. Junior Fernandez wasn't guaranteed a spot coming into the year. Um, so I think that opens that up. But if you have more injuries, you're going to have to fill in more spots. And I, I can't, with what's going on now, with Hicks out, uh, Gallegos being a question, Reyes not pitching yet, it's kind of scary. Because you're going to have to fill in spots. But I think the expanded rosters plus the DH can help us. Yeah. I, I, look at, I look at an expanded roster and it excites me because we, we, it kind of makes sure we get to see these lively arms. Like spring training earlier this year, the spring training was so much fun to watch. You, you had all these young arms. Guys like Oviedo possibly will make this team. And you see yeah. a lot of praise from him recently, and I think that goes on to our next question: Is Johan Oviedo is a new rookie? Do you think he'll deserve a spot? Um, I, I want to say yes. I it might be recency bias because he's the one getting some hype right now. Yeah, but let's look at this. He has a forty-three point four percent ground ball percentage last year in Double A. Um, yes. Uh, apparently a good fastball from what I've read. Yeah. So, but the thing is, he's only 22 years old. Um, Big he body. He could use an, yeah. Arm. What, six, four? Yeah. He could use another year to develop, so you don't want to ruin that. But if you can put him in middle relief, I guess, to like piggyback, yeah. or if it's like a blowout and you want to use an arm, you can get him. Uh, you can get him some experience, but I like him. I'm just not sure on if he's ready. It it kind of feels like to me he's a part of that like arms we've had in the past, like kind of like a Hicks, Helsley, Sandy Alcantara, J- uh, Junior Fernandez. He just seems like one of these live throwers that the Cardinals absolutely love. And yeah. we know that they kind of rush him to the big leagues by now. And I just get a feeling that the Cardinals like him. 
and the veterans, they've done this in the past, they're going to go to the front office and say, hey, this kid's looking amazing. Because I saw somewhere, I saw an article the other day, and it said something about Johan Oviedo has came back after the months lost of COVID and has had control never seen before from him. And so he's showing great progress. And something just tells me he's going to make the team. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't they pushed up Hicks straight from the double A at, was it 21? Because Yachty came to them. Pipeline had him at, what, a 60 grade fastball. (laughs) And I think he was reaching 96 last year. No, 96 to 98. I I think he's touching 100. So. We'll see. He also added. He also added weight too. Uh, he could. I think he's going to be a sleeper in terms of like our system. Yeah, I think he could. He's going to be the devil magic. He, he he just it's just one of these arms, man. The Cardinals they they do their due diligence and find these arms consistently. Hi guys, welcome back. Yeah, it cut out on us, but. What was we it going? We were on the topic of Johan Oviedo. Yeah. So, I think it could reduce this year. I don't know about him as a starter, though, for this year. Maybe in the next two years, but maybe, like, middle relief for this year. But I, I, I getting high on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm high on him, too. It's just, it's just one of these arms, man, like, the, like we were saying earlier. Not, not to be sus or anything, but... What? Uh-uh. Yeah. Hello? All right. Next question as we do with the, the next question is like, where would we place Martinez this year? I know some people on the national coverage are talking about him being a reliever, but it would be dumb to make him a so reliever. Dumb. Why, why put your second best arm? in the bullpen where he would, he would pitch one-third of the innings he would this year. He can make 12 starts this year, 60 games, every mm-hmm. fifth start. And assuming he gets five innings for starts, um, up 60 innings. If he gets 30 appearances, well, it might be half, half of that, but that makes no sense. Yeah. So – I'm I'm and really uh what the rotation's more iffy than the bullpen, for yeah. being honest. You need Martinez in that rotation because outside yeah. of Flaherty and Michaelis, Hudson and Wayno are too big of question marks. All right, we're back. All right, what was the question, uh, Martinez? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I decided we need him in a rotation. Makes no sense from a value standpoint to not have him there. Because the rotation's kind of iffy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. Okay. We just answered the question about Martinez. And we already talked about Oviedo. Um, closer? Yeah. Or we, we kind of already covered that. Um, DH? Okay, let's go to... Like, we already, yeah, we already talked go, about the age. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's go. Have we kind of already talked about like it started. the dark horse kind of play? That... 13. 
So how do you guys think Schilt should use this pitching staff uh, with 60 games? And should he do a five-man or like a four-man? What are you guys thinking? I think I think for sure he's got to use a five-man. I really hope he does use Kim Ponce, probably Cabrera, Reyes. Make sure you guys have ready to be middle-inning, multiple-inning relievers and piggybacking starters. I think that'll be very important this year. I think you also have to use your best reliever at a given night for the ninth inning. Because um, some nights, Gallegos, it'll be Gallegos. Some nights, it'll be Helsey. We actually saw Gallegos does work better as like a seventh or eighth inning man. For some reason, he just gets a little bit clunky in the ninth. But I think Helsey's got to be your last reliever. I just, I really hope he uses his big arms to his advantage and doesn't overuse people like Miller and Gant, which we see causes issues with their health and just the way they throw balls. So I really hope he just uses the young players to his advantage rather than just being so stuck up on these guys with contracts. Well, uh, I agree with the five-man. I can't justify using anything less than that. A six-man rotation could save some arms later. But yeah, um, the bullpen, I, 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 sorry, but I despise like the closer role and everything. I think when you need your best arm, a highlight for a situation, you use them. Yeah. There's no need to save them for the ninth because we run into trouble doing that. Um, I think his bullpen usage was pretty good. The last month, like September, it was kind of shaky, but like um, the extra inning game, the 17 inning game, yeah. I think I stayed up for it. That was shaky. Um, he kind of overused Gantt. Uh, Way too much. Yeah. He had a good May, 1.86 FIP. He's Mike Fields, Matt Bowman. Eh, kind of. You remember Matt Bowman? Yeah. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Matheny kind of ruined everything. Yeah. Matheny just hurt us. Hurt every fan. Rosenthal, too. Yep. Remember Rosenthal. And Miller was kind of inconsistent in... I, I didn't like him anyways. Yeah. But Do you guys remember Randy Choke? Randy yeah, Choke? Randy Choke. <laughs> the Rand man yeah. always getting those ground balls. Remember <laughs> Zipchinski? <laughs> I think my favorite reliever we ever had was Kevin Seegers, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had two good years and Matheny ruined him. That's how it usually works. Rosenthal, yeah. 2017, the best I've ever seen. I'm, I'm glad Matheny didn't break Carlos Martinez. So glad. Uh, I don't know if he's broken, honestly. I don't I'm happy he did. I don't think he is. Okay. But, yeah, back on well, – what was the topic? Was it – oh, I was saying how I hated closer roles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think we get stuck. I, I just don't think we need to get stuck on that. You have two I, – I have two players who I want high leverage situations. Fernandez and – Gallegos. Oh my goodness, Peyton, always on the Fernandez boat. I'm sorry. He has some... I just can't jump on it yet. I know he's got good stuff. I just can't jump on it yet. I'm going to jump on the Kim boat. Kim? Even if he's not a starter. He's not a starter. Dude, I think I think we're going to be surprised how deceptive he is. I think we talked it's about that last podcast. Spring. In this spring, he kind of... His pictures look kind of sexy. Yeah, yeah. 
They're Peyton using some strong words there, eh? <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> I think but, that's what we need. I think it, that's what we need to name the podcast. Kim Kim is sexy. I agree. Kim's pitches are sexy. But Junior Fernandez last year, except for that Brewers game, was, is exceptional. He had a 3.72 X fit. And I think some of those stats were kind of inflated as of Ryan Braun. But God. That broke my heart yeah. in the, in that moment. I wasn't watching the game. I was, I think, I was at a soccer game. I was watching my brother. So, uh, look at look at Peyton. He's a family man. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> All right. What well, was the next wrong. question? All right. Uh, so, what do you guys? I don't know if we already talked about this, but what do you guys think a dark horse kind of like uh, player on this roster that everyone's underrating? Lane Thomas. Uh, that's gonna Lane Thomas. Yeah. Elite potential. Yeah. I, th- I think can for I, me, I, well, yeah, explain. Yeah, go ahead. Can I can I read off the copy pasta? By the way, you you can you can speak. I'll, I'll look it up. Uh I'm gonna go with my dark horse. Love me or hate me on this one, Dexter Fowler. Talked about this last week, guys. Something tells me in, in like a tournament style, lot not lot not a lot of games, not high pressure defensively this year. Something tells me he's going to be a nice role. He's going to have a nice. He's going to have a nice season, and we're going to forget everything we all the hate we used to say for Valley because it just it's been such an up and down roller coaster with his contract. I, I, it's going to be a nice season. I think it'll be so, a nice season. Uh, such a bad defender. He. I, I know. I can't just know this. Well, okay, anyways, left. anyways, Lane Thomas in twenty nineteen had forty four play to play assists. 30 at bats, 30 batted balls, four barrels, 13.3 barrel percentage. Um, Oh my God. 1.7 average exit velocity, uh, 44 expected slugging, 451 Woba, 375 expected Woba, 43.3 hard hit rate, (laughs) 18.2 K percentage, 9.1 wall percentage, four home runs, possibly elite potential. I must add one uh, above 400 true Oba. Oh, my. See. That's a lot of stats. <laughs> Anthony's like, whoa. Uh, but for all our our stats guys out there, like, this guy this guy is, has special potential. Uh, Peyton, Peyton gushes on him for a reason. I can't wait, though, whenever when all those <laughs> boomers watch him and be like, who is this kid? I just can see it. I, I think <laughs> everyone was asking for him to play last year. I was so disappointed that played Bader as much. You needed to play Thomas. I agree. I agree. Uh, next topic. Uh, let's see. It's a. Uh, who's the player that we think are gonna is gonna is getting too much hype right now and will probably be a bust? Hmm. Dakota Hudson. <laughs> Rob Cy Young, of course, as everyone knows, he was Rob yeah, Cy Young last year. Everyone's loving that, I right know. Yeah, huh? um, but yeah, uh, 5.01 Sierra last year. It's kind of bad. I no, it was 5.08. My bad. 0.07 off. 4.43 walk for walks for nine. Doesn't miss bad. 7.01 Ks for nine. It's kind of bad. I. I'm not high on that. 
I think my my candidate to not have a great season is going to be Tommy Edmond. I don't know. I feel like I feel like he got a lot of love last year and he, he did well, but I'm just not expecting. I don't think he's going to have the same season he did last year. Obviously, I think he had more power last year than he will ever again in his career. I, I will never see him on pace for a guy that has more than 20 home runs. But I I really think Tommy Edmond will be a nice player, but he's not going to be this everyday utility star like Ben Zobers. I, I don't. Yeah, I I think he regresses. Yeah, I, he's I, definitely going to regress. I'm sorry. I I'm I'm going to get some hate on that, but <laughs> he regresses. So Side you want to read off your 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 uh, roster? Yeah, projected thirty man. Um, 30 I'll start with the info. Matt Carpenter, yeah. Paul DeYoung, Tommy Edmond, Goldschmidt, Arvello, um. I think I had Sosa and Wong. The outfield, Bader, Fowler, O'Neill, Thomas. I'm not going to say Edmund's name because that doesn't count. Um, pitchers, Cecil, uh, Fernandez, yeah. Flaherty, Gallegos, Gant, Helsley, Hudson, Kim, Martinez, Michaelis, Miller, Ponce, Wainwright, Webb, Oviedo, or Whitley, whatever. Whichever two. Interesting. Um, so in my infield, I'm gonna go Goldie, Wong, DeYoung, Carpenter, Edmund, Ravello, Sosa. Um catching, I'm gonna have Yachty and Weeders. I'm gonna actually say that Kisner makes the team as well. I think something is gonna happen to Brad Miller, he won't make the team. But I'll have Kisner as your third backup slash maybe getting some reps at third base. Hopefully he gets some reps at third base. Um, rotation, I'm going to go Flaherty, Martinez, Michaelis, Wayno, Hudson. In the bullpen, I got Gal- Gallegos. Well, I don't know if he'll make the team right away, but we're going to have him on the regular year. Gallegos, Helsley, Gant, Miller, Ponce, Webb, Kim, Gomber, Oviedo, and Reyes. I think the Cardinals will cut Cecil. Uh, he might make the opening day roster, but I feel like he's destined to be cut. And then I also, uh, with Gallegos out, I'm going to say that Fernandez makes the team. And when, whenever Hennessy Cabrera is ready to come back, I think he will take one of Gomber or Fernandez's spot. Maybe, oh. maybe, in, maybe in a random world we'll get someone like Gant will get injured. or Some will happen. It'll work yeah. itself out. It'll work itself out. It always does. I just realized I forgot to read off catchers. Uh, of course, uh, Kisner, Weeders, no Yachty. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm also gonna say once the season after the ten days, Carlson will be on the roster. Yeah, I think after ten days he'll be on the roster. Two weeks in, at least. There's unless yeah. we see Lane Thomas, Bader, and O'Neill turn into Mike Trout, Percy yeah. Yelich, and Mookie Betts. I Carlson's on the roster. Probably the best outfitter on the team, no doubt. Yeah, probably already top ten on the team. But to end it not, off, what? Not a bad roster. Probably the best defensively. Yeah. The defense improves as we go on. If Fowler's out of the outfield, of course. And we're replacing Ozuna with O'Neill or Thomas in left. And that's a defensive 
improvement. I like that. Yeah. Now, the offense could be a question. They were average last year, top 15, but they all played like they all underperformed. I expect a bounce back from Coach Schmidt and Carpenter. DeYoung to be more consistent. Um, Bader to not be trash levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few average hitters. Oh, I like the team. Yeah, I look at this team. As we said last week, we both agreed this is a division winning team. And I think even without Hicks, possibly no Gallegos, no Brebia. I think this team. I think this team is good. I think it's it's solid. It's definitely a top three or four team in the National League, top ten team in baseball. I'm fine with the roster, and I'm I'm fine. They didn't get Arenado. I think Carpenter in a sixty game season. Carpenter, Edmund, Miller, Ravella will, will be enough. It'll be enough. Yeah, and I've I had questions with a thought popped off in my head this afternoon. Arenado, I, I don't think it's a good decision with the court yeah. hangover to get him at the deadline because he's going to have to adjust and that just doesn't fit well I in the think, short season. I think it was one of those players that the Rockies had that the Cardinals really wanted. It, it felt like there was gonna, it was gaining steam. It really did gain some steam. You know, you saw uh, <laughs> you saw Bob on Twitter say, say – uh, Incarcerated Bob. Oh. Incarcerated Bob said it was ninety percent done the deal, but I think no it was touch. something meant not to happen. And I think the Cardinals have kind of moved on from the idea, especially with losing money this year in revenue. I think they're fine with not getting him, and I think especially the pick of Jordan Walker secures the thought that they're going to be going internally for third base. I think you write up this Carpenter contract. Hope that Edmund can be nice defensive option until Gorman Montero or Walker is ready. And Dick. as a fan, as a fan, I think the last couple months it's settled in. I'm fine. Can't, uh, what about you? can't wait until Gorman becomes Babe Ruth 2.0. Oh yeah. That'll Cubs, be, Cubs that'll fans be can cry. Cub, Cubs fans can weep. The yes, Cardinals have cry. such a good upcoming man. I, I can't wait to talk next week about prospects. Oh, that's going to be fun. Uh, that's going to be fun. All, all we'll tell you is the Cardinals have elite potential. Trajan Fletcher, by the way. Michael, but, Matt Libertor. Yes, Cy Young. But Mac, anyways, Thompson. Um, what am I missing? John Torres, uh, Yvonne Herrera. It's gonna, is it uh, top woo! catching? Oh, we can say that Walker, next week. Mason Wynn, Tink Hens. All right, uh, Peyton, you want to give me shout outs? Um, nah, nah, nah. Um, actually, week. let me think. Seal on Twitter, go go follow Justice Seal. Kind of sucks though. Um, <laughs> um, who else? Let me let me read off these names. Cabby, who's in this? Oh, best man on Twitter. Um, <laughs> let's see. Louis Tory, Monkey Tory. Uh, the trolls on Twitter, that's terrible. But that's all. Um. I think I'm going to give a slight shout-out to a man named Robbie Rankins on Twitter. You know, see that he's liked multiple of my tweets and feel like he should get some love. I've never really talked to him, but get some love. Yep, and 
shout out to Mo for, of course, getting this amazing team. Yes. As usual. Yes. Love and it. I also love that they haven't had to deal with Yadi yet. Let that shit ride out. I agree. No, no boomers on this team. Yeah. No. We don't right. need to spend money. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And catch us this next has time. Been, this has been Inside the Bird. See y'all. Bye.